Welcome to Inside Markets, presented by Jackson Square Capital. Today is Monday, March 13th, 2023. The information provided was compiled intraday. In today's snapshot, U.S. equities are off worst levels and are now higher. Last week's 4.5% decline for the S&P 500 was its worst weekly performance since last September, with banks posting their worst week since March 2020. Banks are lower again this morning, with financials leading the downside despite unprecedented regulatory action. Energy, industrials, and materials also underperform, while bond proxies rally and defensive groups advance. Treasury yields are sharply lower with curve steepening, as two-year yields and Fed rate expectations reprice lower in the wake of last week's bank failures. Bond yields decline in other developed markets, but a narrowing interest rate differential takes the U.S. dollar index lower for a third straight session. The weaker dollar rallies gold, while crude oil is lower but off worse levels. Concerns for bank contagion continue despite unprecedented action from the Fed, FDIC, and Treasury to backstop deposits at Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank. In addition, the Fed created a bank term funding program to provide a year's worth of funding on collateral value at par. The Treasury made $25 billion available to the Fed in case it occurs any losses. S&P 500 equity futures initially rallied on the news, but later fell below key technical levels near 3900 Credit spreads and CDs in the U.S. and Europe moved to cycle highs. Regional bank stocks remain under pressure despite several issuing 8Ks this morning that reveal weekend increases in available liquidity. Bond markets are now pricing in 68 basis points of rate cuts into this year-end and a 40% probability of no March rate hike. The dovish repricing of rate expectations will receive a test tomorrow morning when February CPI is released. Other data to watch this week includes the February retail sales on Wednesday and Michigan inflation expectations on Friday. This morning's release of the New York Fed Consumer Expectations Survey revealed a sharp drop in one-year inflation expectations from 5% to 4.2%. Company-specific headlines mostly focus on mergers and acquisitions with shares of Seagen and Prevention Bio higher on takeout offers. Shares of Illumina are higher on activist investor interest, while Insulet advances after its announced inclusion in the S&P 500. It's fairly quiet on the earnings front, with GitLab the highlight of companies reporting after the close. With more companies deciding to stay private for longer, Investors could be missing out on opportunities if they limit their investments strictly to public markets. At Jackson Square Capital, we provide our clients with institutional access to a wide range of private offerings, including equity, credit, and real estate. The Fed FDIC backstop on deposits at Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank should stem the contagion but it also creates a moral hazard issue going forward. Banks and depositors will now expect a Fed backstop in the event of failure. This will lead to more stringent liquidity provisions for the industry 
and more regulation on regional banks. Regional banks will likely be required to carry more liquidity and may also face annual stress tests going forward. The large banks now face annual stress tests and sometimes twice annually, while regional banks currently have biannual stress tests. There will be near-term stigma associated with assessing the Fed's new bank term funding program facility, so banks will do everything in their power to reduce the likelihood of deposit outflows to begin with. This means banks will pay higher interest rates on deposits, which means lower net interest income and lower profitability. This was happening before the events of last week, but Silicon Valley Bank's decision to take a realized loss on its bond portfolio is unlikely to be repeated by other banks. Deposits have already begun flowing from regional banks to large banks that already don't want them. One of the reasons why there were no buyers for Silicon Valley Bank was existing deposit caps on many large banks. The same incentive to increase interest rates on deposits doesn't yet exist for large banks. Other regional banks also passed on buying Silicon Valley Bank because of its relatively large size and concentrated business mix. The Fed's decision to provide liquidity has markets speculating the central bank may elect to leave rates unchanged when it meets next week. Prior to last Wednesday, markets were pricing in around a 70% probability of a 50 basis point March rate hike. Fed rate hikes have been the driving force behind higher near-term bond yields, while the Fed's QT operation has greater influence on longer-dated yields and created greater damage to bank assets. If the Fed wants to continue restraining aggregate demand and avoid more degradation of bank assets, it would choose to continue with rate hikes and curtail QT operations. Moreover, the purpose of the BTFP is to prevent further liquidity events at banks with the optionality to continue hiking interest rates. Pricing in a no-rate-hike march likely requires a cooler-than-expected CPI print tomorrow. Consensus is looking for a 0.4% month-over-month increase and a 6% year-over-year increase in February headline CPI. The positive correlation between bond and equity prices that dominated markets over the last 17 months broke down last week. Over the long run, these two asset classes have a negative correlation and the events from last week may mark a transition to this historical relationship. Unfortunately, this likely means more near-term pain for equity markets if the Fed wants to restrain aggregate demand to see sustainably lower rates of inflation. The transition to a negative correlation may be the beginning of a bad news is bad phase, when bad economic data results in lower bond yields and lower stock prices. The break in correlation fits our tactically bearish equity outlook, but also fits our expectation for an ultimate bottom in the S&P 500 to precede a Fed pivot and eventual cyclical recovery. Last week's break in the 510 yield curve below negative 30 basis points pushed out our timing for this eventual bottom, but we are encouraged by the recent sharp reversal above negative 20 basis points. Sustaining levels above negative 20 basis points over the course of this week will restart the clock with a positively sloped 510 curve signaling an imminent Fed pivot. This will likely take a few months with the recent spike in realized equity volatility acting as a headwind for near-term rally attempts. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this podcast, please share it with friends, 
family, business associates, or anybody you think can benefit from listening. To learn more about how we apply our insights at Jackson Square Capital, visit us at jacksonsquarecap.com. Investment advisory services are offered through Jackson Square Capital, LLC, a registered investment advisor with the U.S. Securities and Exchange Commission. This material is intended for informational purposes only. It should not be construed as legal or tax advice and is not intended to replace the advice of a qualified attorney or tax advisor. This information is not an offer or a solicitation to buy or sell securities. The information contained may have been compiled from third-party sources and is believed to be reliable.